Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hello and welcome in. BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. I am your host, Jesse Montano, joined by AJ Hayfley, the one and only. AJ, how are we doing? Three to one Avs, series lead over the Calgary Flames after last night. How is it going? Uh, <clears throat> I was so amped up after the game, I didn't get to bed until about five, and we're recording this in... At 9 Mm -hmm. a.m., I've been up for the last uh, 30 to 40 minutes. So um, I don't have much of a voice. I haven't really slept. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff to do today. I mean, this is this is the life, right? Like this is this is it. I was gonna say. So it sounds like your playoffs are uh, are right on track. Yeah. No. I mean, this is. I mean, uh, all I will say is. Thank God the Islanders swept the Penguins, so I have a day <laughs> off today. I, I actually, I I thought about you, uh, you know, two nights ago when they, when when the when the final horn went, I was like, that's got to be nice for AJ. He can focus on one for a few days here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, let's well, let's talk about uh, about the Avs, and we're going to spend this whole show talking about last night's game uh, because it was. It was that it was that fun. I, I don't necessarily want to say it was that great because I don't think the Avs looked that great um, all night, at least. AJ, let's start with the first kind of ideal for the Flames, given the situation, hostile environment coming into Pepsi Center. You say, hey, we got to keep these guys off the board. We got to take the crowd out of it. I thought the Flames did a pretty good job of that in the first period. Um. Yeah, you know, I'm... I, the first period was kind of weird, mm-hmm. right? Like it was, it was sort of, let's see, it was sort of like they reset the series in a way because the way that they, Calgary, you mean reset? No, the both teams because- oh. 
the first period, it was sort of like they they were feeling each other out all over again, like they mm. did in the first period of game one, where it was it was a little lower intensity. It was you know, it wasn't it wasn't quite the same like take your head off every yeah, after every like, whistle. The, the physicality wasn't there. There wasn't a ton in the way of scrums. Um there were some there were some nice plays on offense, you know, some nice rushes, some nice chances created by by both teams. Uh but it wasn't like anything was getting exploited, you know. It didn't feel like a series that was in its fourth game. Right. It it sort of felt like it was it was almost like things started to get crazy at the end of the beatdown that was game three. You know, the 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 Flames had three guys tossed from that game. Mm-hmm. Um the abs had the one. And it was just sort of like it was it was sort of like everybody kind of just said, Okay. Let's calm this down and let's just kind of reset here. Let's see what happens if we get back to focusing on just playing hockey. Let's see what happens if we treat this like a regular season game. Right. And so they get out in the first period and it was like, well, not much happened there. Mm-hmm. I I was a little bit worried that coming out of that first period. So I'll be completely honest. I had been feeling really, really good about games three and four for for a while. I don't know why. I just said, you know, the Avs are coming out of Calgary with a one-to-one lead. I, I just felt really good about them coming back home and, and taking two out of Pepsi Center. But with that series reset, it just it just reminded me of game one a little bit too much. Exactly what you were talking about, you know, feeling each other out. The Avs didn't seem to have that same intensity that really seemed to throw Calgary off their game. That first period ended – and I didn't feel as good about game four. I said, you know, you're 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 gonna let the flames hang around. You get into the second period, and you're just taking penalty after penalty, and eventually the too many men, and and you're just you're just begging to get their their offense jump started. And the Avs did that eventually. Um, was it Sean Monahan got them going, and 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 you get worried because the Avs have done such a great job containing that top line. And I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. He did such a great job containing that top line that that you give them power play after power play after power play. You allowed that top line to get involved, and it uh, it did. I, I got I got worried about the Avs last night that they weren't that they weren't going to have that you know killer instinct, uh, you know step on the throat kind of thing. And and after the first period, just a little bit concerned. Looked a little flat. Yeah, and uh, it was um, Lindholm that got them on the board. Oh, it was. It was. You're right. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. On that, I still. You know what's funny? I still haven't seen that goal cleanly. Um, I I've watched all the replays and all, all of it and stuff, but I it just I'm not sure how that puck found its way in. Yeah, I'm like I'm it it hits something, and I just I I don't know it. Not that it's important. I just. I struggle with like what happened on that goal because it to me that just looks like okay well they just got sort of a fluky bounce and then that's just how life goes. Um but I just I think it's it's interesting that they just keep on finding a way on the power play. They've got they've scored a power play goal in every game this series and five of their 10 goals after four games have been 
with the man advantage. Mm-hmm. They've only scored five even strength goals in, in four games. Like, you want to know why Calgary's down three to one in this series right now? And I mean, that's that's a huge factor right there is that they they're they're getting whooped at five v five. Well, and, and, and what's so funny is if you go through and, 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 you know, read some of the statistics from the from the series and if you looked at just Mike Smith's save percentage and just the Calgary Flames power play percentage, you would think that they're probably having a, a, a pretty good series. But to your point, they're, I mean, they've, they've to this point disappeared at five on five. They really yeah. seem to struggle with the matchups in Colorado when they didn't have last change. Um, it, it didn't matter. Well, well, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they 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 struggled at home exactly like you and I talked about. It. It's funny you texted me during Game Three saying, "Wow, this is exactly what we talked about." They struggled with it in, in, in Game Two, and then coming back home, not you know, excuse me, going out on the road, not being able to get the matchups. They were just flat out exposed. Um, um, you know, by by the Abs and and, and their speed. And uh, I, I I forgot where I was going with this, but um, you know the ads. Well, go ahead. The thing about the matchups for me, man, is oh, that's right. We came in we we came into this series, and what do we talk about as the X factor? It was going to be Backlund, uh-huh. right? It was going to be Backlund against McKinnon. How did they hold up? Because Backlund, in the last couple of years, uh, in regular in the regular season games that these two teams have matched up, Backlund has removed McKinnon from the equation. Uh, he's been able to neutralize him, except for the last time that these two teams played in Calgary, where McKinnon and Landeskog and Rantanen just teed off. Mm-hmm. And I mean, ran roughshod all over them. And it was like, okay, well, we know that that the McKinnon line, that those three guys, when they're put together, we know those guys are capable of doing that to to anybody in the NHL Mm -hmm. on any given night. But can they do it in a series to somebody? Right. Well, if you look at Mikhail Backlund right now, and you you look at all the guys uh, on on Calgary, he's getting trucked. Mm -hmm. In terms of all of the shot metrics, uh, everything everything that you care about, uh, he's he is just getting run over. Well, and, and what was it that we talked about again going into this series with the way that Calgary's season has gone? You know, n- no major injuries. You know, all their all their big guns stepped up. You know, in, in career years, and 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 they didn't really have to you know push back on anything. Well, and yeah. and what do we say? You know, it's it's and I don't necessarily not easy. It's not easy, but that kind of stuff can happen when you're when you're playing everyone once. You're playing individual games. You can have those nights where you're throwing everyone off, where you're catching everyone off guard. You know, you're getting away with all the little slick stuff. But when it comes down to it, and you have to play the same team night after night after night. It's tough to get away with those things. They you know they game plan for what you're doing and they make adjustments. And that, to me, is where you are seeing the, the, the difference in this series. The Avs are able to overcome 
uh, you know, those adjustments and those game plans over the course of seven games, I think, you know, they're able to draw on a little bit of experience and Calgary, it doesn't look like they can do that. It doesn't look like they're able to, at least they haven't been able to, to this point in the series, maybe something changes now going back to Calgary, but they haven't been able to make those adjustments on the fly. They got an unbelievable performance, an unbelievable performance in game one from Mike Smith. Otherwise they're going home. Same as the Tampa Bay lightning after last night. Um, you know, they, they, they haven't been able to do it night after night against, against the same opponent. And, uh, and the Avs have, and we're going to go to our first break here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about what has been working for the Avs, uh, out of the Calgary flames coach own mouth BSN avalanche podcast presented by total beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. Welcome in segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano and AJ Heafley here talking abs flames game four. the abs come all the way back from a three, nothing deficit to defeat the flint or not from a three, nothing deficit, from a two, nothing deficit. I'm all over the place this morning, AJ Two nothing deficit. The abs score three unanswered goals to win in overtime, put themselves up three to one in the series. Before the game last night, Bill Peters said, we've had a hard time adjusting to Colorado's transitional offense. Their defense shoving into the play, they said, was giving them a lot of problems. AJ, has that been the difference in this series? Calgary just can't contain the speed of, of, of the abs joining, joining the rush late, coming into the zone, that third guy high, fourth guy high? It's honestly, it's, it's a handful of things. Um I would say the biggest thing is that the abs and flames have done a total role reversal here. Um, coming into the series, what did what were some of the things that that we felt like were big advantages for Calgary? Their five you know, on five play, their depth. Exactly, five on five depth. Um, I mean the, the the defense right was was so good. Uh, there was so much talent on that defense, and they were all, and they were having good years too. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's this guy's had a nice career, but he's had a really down season. Um, but this was <laughs> this is this is the team that we thought that Calgary was going to be. Like Colorado has has basically just said, no, we're 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 you guys now. Right. Except our top line showed up. Right. right. That's like you you can't discount the fact that Colorado Stars are are driving the ship, right? Because that has a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it makes it it makes it easier for everybody else to go out there. When Nathan McKinnon is out there, 
flying around like a maniac. Yeah. And just dominating every shift, you know, and, and is the most engaged guy on the ice and is out there just doing what he's doing. I mean, it makes it a lot easier for, for the, the depth guys to get amped up and be like, ah, my turn. I'm going to get mine now. I mean, Matt Nieto has four points in four games in this series. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, this is a team. I, I was doing the math last night. I, I wrote about it in my Ranted in piece uh, on the website last night after the game. Colorado's top line has combined for 14 points. Calgary's top line has combined for four points. Right. Five points. I'm sorry. Five points. And you look at it like E. Cole has three points. JT Comfer has three points. Matt Nieto has four points. Matt. Eric Johnson has has two points. Tyson Berry hasn't scored a goal in the series, but he still has two points. Kale McCarr could have easily had multiple points last night as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you go all the way down the lineup here, and there are only, like, six guys on the abs who haven't scored. Right, right. Seven guys. And Broussard, Andrew Ghetto, and Gerard only played two of those games. Of all of the guys who have all played uh, all four games, only Jost, Zadorov, Nemeth, and Bork haven't scored. And I don't and think you can say that any of them have played poorly. For sure. And Jost, remember, had that great move in game three where he walked around Mike Smith and then got hooked or held or whatever it was and just couldn't put in that. And I was like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy, man. Like, it's crazy how well Colorado has played up and down the lineup. And it's it's interesting. I also wrote this last night uh, about Bill Peters that he's getting worked his first time in the postseason uh, through four games. Obviously, there's a lot of series that that can still be played. Things can change. You know, you can't say Colorado has come anywhere close to taking Calgary's best punch. Even in game one, it wasn't like Calgary played particularly well. You know, you didn't feel like Calgary really, like, really, really played a great game. Now, now, <clears throat> now, let me ask you this though, and and this is a legitimate question: Has that been because they've been too busy defending Colorado's best game that they haven't been able to turn their own game on, or have they just not? Have, have they flat out not shown up? Uh, I mean, some of this is obviously what Colorado's doing to them. You know, it's not it's not like Calgary is just like. Well, we just haven't really taken them seriously yet. And because there were moments in that series against Nashville last year where you just knew that Nashville had so much better to give. Mm-hmm. You know, you knew that, hey, this that that Predators team was really good. And we had seen up close, <laughs> mm-hmm. we had seen them be really good. And, and the difference that, the, the between the rosters last year and and it was just it was it was significant and after game one in this series you might, I, I remember saying i feel a lot better about this series now after game one because i i just felt like colorado was in it more you know i didn't think calgary's ceiling was was higher and i and i certainly thought that the uh, the abs this year were the better team Certainly the healthier team 
uh, with with everyone available, you know, and and not playing a third string goaltender <laughs> or even a second string goaltender. Mm-hmm. Not that Bernier played poorly, but like look at the difference between you know Grubauer putting up a nine thirty three and like the nine hundred goaltending that they got last year or whatever it was, where it was just okay, you know. Right. Like this is this is everything. Everything is working for Colorado, and that's a little bit of a concern because you say, "Well, what happens when it stops? What happens if if all the good juju goes away?" You know. Well, I mean, if that that's that's true of any team in the playoffs. If exactly <laughs> like it's you don't win sixteen games by like backing your way into it. You know, like you it, somebody gets hot, somebody sustains, somebody plays their best hockey this time of year. And somebody and and they win some rounds. That's how it happens. You don't just like slog your way through and like okay, well, I guess we're just so talented that we can we can just kind of eke our way through this. You know, we just watched a Penguins team with like four future Hall of Famers on it that couldn't even win a game in this postseason. Well, well, let's talk. So, so Tampa Bay Lightning. John Cooper, uh, you know, two nights ago gets on the on, example. on 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 the mic after after the the Tampa Bay Lightning were eliminated by the Columbus Blue Jackets. You know, he's doing his post game presser, and it was funny. He talked about exactly what you and I talked about uh, a few weeks ago when the Avs lost to the Arizona Coyotes or beat the Arizona Coyotes in overtime, and we were talking about that that desperation factor. And and, and I mentioned, I said, you know, you can't. You can't force yourself to be desperate. And that's kind of what John Cooper was saying was he was saying, you know, we've had we had the president's trophy locked up for so long. He said it was a blessing and a curse because we didn't have to play anything for anything for the last five weeks of the season. He said it's not an excuse. It's a reality. Do you think that maybe might be happening a little bit with Calgary here? They ran away with the Western Conference. They were locked into their their seating for for you know the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Meanwhile, the Avs were having to play for their lives every night. The Avs started playing in the playoffs, you know, three weeks ago. Do you think maybe that has a little bit of an effect here? The Avs came in already geared up. Calgary again. This isn't necessarily a grizzled veteran playoff team. Maybe seems like they're having a hard time ramping it up to match the Avs. Yeah, I think I mean I certainly think there's something to that. Um especially given Calgary's best players, you know, their top guys just have not been meaningful players through four games. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can't say that this is early in the series anymore. No, I mean you're you heading know? into game 5. Right, like these are all the games that get put uh you know, if necessary in parentheses right. after when you when you look at the series schedule. You know, these are these are the games you don't know that you're sure get played. And they just they just haven't I mean they haven't shown up, man. They they just haven't. And I think Calgary's been that, good, but I, I I don't think they, they've been anywhere near what what has been what's expected of them. You know, I I, I don't think they've been bad necessarily in this series. Yeah. I just think the Avs have, have really taken it to them. Um to a point, they 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 don't have an answer. I don't think it's that they've been bad. I think it's that Colorado has been that much better than them. I I mean I really I agree, man. I I mean I think there was there was game one where if you go and you look at the shot charts and all the stuff, right? Like I'm looking at a shot chart of the whole series right now, mm-hmm. 
And game one, the Flames had like a little bit of an advantage, right? By the end of it. And it was obvious Colorado, like, and we knew watching that game that night, the Avs did not come out and give anywhere near what we expected from them. You know, they they never really mounted a dangerous offensive threat. Uh, You know, Smith made some great saves along the way, Uh but there was never that sustained, like, we're just going to bury these guys. Right. Right. And if you look at, and if you look at each of the next three games, it's, it's crazy because I've never actually looked at like a series like this before mm-hmm. um, where you, we, you know, you're looking at the shot tables for the whole series all at once. And there were moments in every game where the abs were just desperate, where they just buried Calgary mm-hmm. <clears throat> in in games two and and four they I mean they just dominated in shots right like they just poured it on games three they dominated in both shots and goals yeah uh, so that game that game had a little bit different feel to it because it was just like dot 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 dot, dot. <laughs> but I mean the abs of the abs have just been a desperate team. I mean, they've just flat out wanted this more. They've come out and and they've handled adversity. You look at look at how Calgary has handled adversity. The the couple of times that they faced it in the series where the in-game the in-game momentum swings are always so important, right? Mm-hmm. Colorado has handled them well. You know, the first game did not go their way. They came out in the second game, played a much better hockey game right away. Remember, ever game two, we're at uh, we're at Ice House Tavern downtown, and game two we're watching it. First period happens, uh, they get out of there scoreless, and everybody's we're all feeling like, yeah, all right, the ads are here to play tonight. Like they have shown up. This is going to be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you know they got down two one in the third period. They just got back to work. Right. They just kept working, man. That's the big thing for me is that they just kept working. Well, and, how- and then, like you, you look at game game three. I'm willing to kind of just throw out the window. It was a, it was. I mean that that Calgary walked into a wood chipper, like face first into a wood chipper that night. Like there was nothing they were going to be able to do to stop the Abs from stomping them that night, given everything, all the circumstances surrounding that game. You know, and then last night. The Avs get down. They're down 2 nothing. It's 13 minutes left to play. The Avs are down 2. And Mike Smith is rocking and rolling and starting to feel himself again, right? Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I got this. And they just kept working. They just got back to work, man. They didn't, they didn't get down on themselves. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. They just kept coming at the flames in waves. And eventually, they just they broke through. And then when it got to overtime, you know, it wasn't that that Calgary hasn't had their opportunities. It's insane to me that Flames fans are so insistent that officiating is deciding this series because Calgary's had a power play in both overtime. Right. right. (laughs) Both of them. Yeah. They have had over, they've had a power play. And then both times the have shut that down. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and in last night's case with, without really much, trouble i mean they shut it down last night 
And I mean, that was, and, and they had their chances. I think overtime last night was as entertaining as this series has been to this point. Yeah, I agree. Each team had chances. There were great saves made by both goaltenders. Uh, you know, Backland obviously with the little leg stop by by Grubauer. That's an awesome, awesome save. You're jumping the gun on my um, next segment. Um, but but like, what I'm saying is like they each team each team had their chances. They they traded punches there. Yeah, and Colorado survived. Colorado made the plays. No, and that's that's for me, man. That's the thing that has been the most surprising here is that. The Avalanche have capitalized on their opportunities, and you look at the, the 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 Flames' goals. Even in throughout this whole series, you look at all the goals that they've scored, and you just don't feel like they're beating Philip Grubauer clean. No, absolutely. Not. And and Mike Smith is just getting straight up beat on some of these. Like like Miko Ranton doesn't do anything special last night. He just blew that thing by him in overtime. Like it was just a rocket. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about those two goaltenders and the matchup they've had, as well as a couple other key players who have had uh, a lasting effect on this series thus far. Before we go to that quick break, I want to tell you guys about House Lift. Are you thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition? How do you ensure you'll maximize your profit? If your house is in need of an upgrade, House Lift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs until your remodel and the house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing these costs. Here's what you need to know. Head to their website or Facebook page, both at houseliftcolorado.com, and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for homeowners in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen to 60000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh, yeah, and if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they will sell your home without charging a listing commission. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service. And I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue 
Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley, hanging out, talking abs, flames here on Thursday morning. AJ, you started to uh, to talk about a little bit there at the end of the last segment. We mentioned it as one of the key matchups coming into the series was goaltending. Was we, we gave the Flames an advantage in, in a lot of different categories. Their depth, their five-on-five play, uh, you know, the, the, their decor, and, and a lot of those still hold true. That 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 you know, the the flames have the advantage on paper in those those departments. The one area we said is going to be a, a huge de- deciding factor in this series is going to be the goaltending. Mike Smith, Philip Grubauer. Philip Grubauer was phenomenal down the stretch. Could he keep it up? Was he going to be able to do it again? Uh, you know, were, were we going to get a repeat of his playoff performance last year after helping the Capitals get into the playoffs? He's been absolutely spectacular so far, and so is Mike Smith. Uh, let's start with Mike Smith. We didn't see this coming at all. The, really strong play, but the Avs are finding answers anyways. What have what has impressed you about Mike Smith in this series? Uh, I think the number one thing that I've liked is that the guy just – he battles, man. Like – I was going to say, we were talking last segment about the abs just, you know, keep coming and coming and coming. And, and you can say the same of Mike Smith. He's been he's been fighting every single yeah, night. Yeah, Mike Smith is the biggest reason why Colorado hasn't won the last two games, you know, 12 to 1. You know? Mm-hmm. Like – they, yeah. I mean, Colorado could have easily dropped the hammer on this, on this, on Calgary. And yeah, uh, Mike, Mike Smith has been spectacular. I mean, we're all talking about the Grubauer save with the pad and overtime last night, but that Mike, the, 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 the save that Smith had on Landeskog where he reached back with his glove when he went to lay down because he had him beat. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah. that is spectacular. Spectacular. That's all, you know, heart and gut and just instinct, right? That's just raw. I'm I'm finding a way to keep this puck out of the net. Uh well, and how frustrating must that be for the Flames? All year you couldn't get a save out of Mike Smith. Mike Smith shows up in the playoffs and and you can't do anything. I mean, he's been honestly, if it wasn't for Mike Smith. One, to your point, the Avs win the last two games by a combined score of 20 to four. And if it's maybe if it's not for Mike Smith, this series might already be over if it's not for Mike Smith in that first period. Of yeah, game no, I mean, true facts, man. Like right now, right now, Landis Cog is he's sleeping all right at night, but the few nightmares he's having are because Mike Smith just keeps robbing him. Well, well, so that's the other thing, you know, you sit here and, and we'll jump back to goalies right after I finish this thought, but you know, you, you sit here and you're saying, man, oh man, the abs are taking to him and Gabe Landeskog hasn't scored a goal yet. Tyson Berry hasn't scored a goal yet. So there's more offense for the abs to give, which has to be a scary thought for yeah. the flames. 37 um, sh- shots on goal combined, by the way, between those two players and zero goals. So it's not like it's not it's not like absolutely everything is working for Colorado. Those those two guys are bombs away right now and and have not scored a single goal between the yeah. two of them. So it's you know, and you look at you look at Calgary and Calgary's uh Mikhail Backlund leads them in shots on goal uh with 14. 
Uh, Johnny Gaudreau next with 12. Rasmus Anderson has 11. Monaghan has 10. Giordano has 10. Um, and those, all those guys that I've, I've just listed have combined for three goals. So, you know, not, not, it's not going great for them either. Like all their top cats, mm-hmm. you know, Kachuk had the two goals in game one. That's been it. Lindholm had the game, had yeah. the, had the goal last night. Uh, Bennett had a meaningless goal in game three. Like it's just, just hadn't been there, man. Like it really just offensively, it just hasn't been there for Calgary and, uh, Grubauer's done everything that he's been asked to do in this series. Like he really, he's played really well. He's made a couple of huge saves, but overall, even when he started to look a little shaky early on last night in in Game Four, he calmed it down and was 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 great. And then obviously the overtime save is that's the stuff of legend. Yeah. So so let's let's go down to the other end of the ice, Philip Grubauer. Uh, the saving overtime last night. If you haven't seen it, I mean that will be save of the playoff candidate material right there. Uh, especially depending on on if the Avs can do some damage, if the Avs can get out of the first round, you can look at that and say that may have been the the, the turning point in the series. That may have saved the series. Um, unbelievable save from Philip Grubauer. And more than anything else, I mean, he has had a couple spectacular saves in this in this postseason. But more than anything else, AJ, he's just been rock solid, mm-hmm. which is exactly what the Avs have needed, which is exactly what you need. In the playoffs, you need your goalie to just be good. You just need him to be good. You need him to make the saves that, that you expect him to make. And uh, I think Philip Grubauer yeah, has done Yeah, honestly, that. I think he's he's been awesome. And, you know, I, I wrote last night that there there might have been some lingering doubts coming into this series about Grubauer's viability as a starter. Uh, you know, he really only got hot at the end of the year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's you remember, you know, mid-March is when, like, he won this job. Like, he took over, right? It wasn't it wasn't like Philip Grubauer's been rolling for three months and this is just, you know, easy. This is just okay, this is life now with Philip Grubauer. And he right. had the postseason performance last year. Like we we had legitimate concerns. Can can Gruby keep this up? And obviously the the question moving forward, can he keep it up? You know, it's one thing, hey, you're at three one, great. You've got to put the nail in a team's coffin now. You've got to put that last nail in there. Drop it in the ground, throw some dirt on it, you know, leave a bottle of Jack Daniels and say, say, love Like it's time. Like that's, that's what they have to do now. They're going to take the best Calgary has to offer every time, every time out the rest of this series, they're going to face that desperation and Grubauer just has to continue to hold up. If Grubauer is going to play with that much confidence and be that, that composed they're going to be fine like they're they're going to be just fine last guy i want to talk about individually uh kale mccarr man uh you you and i haven't had a chance to talk about him we don't need to spend a ton of time um but you know with 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 
Calgary's head coach, Bill Peters, coming out and saying the transition game from the abs has been a problem for us. Adding a guy like Kale McCarr, he played over 20 minutes last night. He's been able to jump right in. What have what has impressed you about McCarr so much these first couple of games? Everything. Yeah. I mean, that's an acceptable I mean, answer. It's, uh, everything? I mean, honestly, man, I <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, he he's taking a regular shift in the in in his second NHL playoff game in the playoffs, and and he's taking a regular shift. Played over twenty minutes last night. It's the the there was a shift in overtime last night where Barry and McCarr were out there together. I think, I and I was just time. like, first of all, like I'm surprised Jared Bednar can stand on the bench with balls that huge. But the second of all, like no regrets. Like they, nothing happened that would make him second guess that moving forward. Well, and, and, and you, you've got to be confident in Kale McCarr's defensive game in order to do that. And, and I, I mean, he's, he's been absolutely rock solid. Um, Obviously, you know, there's been a couple He's the um, one moving to his offside when they're out there together. He's the mm-hmm. one moving over to the left. And to me, I think that is just, that's insane. Like, that's so cool. They, they're they like, okay, we're just going to let Tyson Berry be Tyson Berry, but we trust you to do this. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. You know, how much, how much confidence must you have in, in, in a, this 20 year old kid uh, to to roll him out there in overtime and and say we're gonna trust you to to be the the defensively sound defense you know or, or d- defense first guy out there and I think he's jumped in at the right time uh, I I think his you know you and I were laughing and joking on the phone yesterday I think his his skating is um so elite wow. I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. He's jumping in. His skating allows him to get back. Um, the the outlet passes are are remarkable. Uh, everything everything you could have possibly wanted out of Kale McCarr, I think you got in this first couple of games. <laughs> yeah, I I'm not asking for anything more. Um, I I would say a uh, little little quicker on the trigger to shoot the puck. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. that's good. I mean, again, this is a second game. Like he's right. That's expected. Kerfoot is two NHL seasons into this and hasn't figured it out yet. So you know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes that adjustment takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Well, AJ, let's uh, let's go ahead and get out of here for the day. Get this up. Get it posted for the uh, BSN faithful to listen to. Thank you guys so much for uh, for jumping on the uh, you know on with us on the pod today. Avs take a three to one series lead back to Calgary. They are back in action tomorrow night. We will be down at uh, Blake Street Tavern tomorrow night watching the game. We had an awesome turnout for uh, the game. Two watch party. Hope for more of the same tomorrow. We'll be there. For Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley, I am Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much for listening.